I'm gonna teach you how to bet the NFL draft, things you need to know, things you should be watching out for, what type of information you should be listening to, what information you should kind of not be listening to, and how to potentially try to make money on the NFL draft. Um, one of the biggest things that I can say is lines are moving all of the time, every single thing, and they're very fragile markets. So if something gets bet, the lines are gonna move. And what that does is that actually creates a very unique opportunity if you're using multiple sports books. That is one of my biggest tips to making money in the draft is to have multiple sports books. So having FanDuel, having DraftKings, having MGM, having things like Bet Rivers, Barstool, um, Betfred, um, some of these like smaller ones as well, they all tend to have very similar props across these. And sometimes their limits can be a little bit less or more on certain books. So that allows you to kind of get money down on different books as well and kind of line shop because you want the best line possible. And that is probably my number one tip in order to make money doing that. Have multiple sports books and utilize those to your advantage. Another thing that is extremely important is to understand how beat reporters and information moves the market and understand what type of information we need to be looking for. And that means there is so many rumors, there's so many reports out there, and if we go down the rabbit hole of just automatically betting any rumor or anything that we see, we're gonna put ourselves in kind of a tough hole. So it's really about kind of filtering out what is actually good information, what is actually information that, not necessarily a smokescreen, but uh, things have to happen in order for the scenarios to play out. And, and a lot of it is trying to figure out what scenarios are in play for each different team, understanding if a team goes in a certain direction, how does that affect other teams, and, and which are the players that are almost like bulletproof in a sense to not go in those scenarios. Like which players that multiple teams like will take their under because they have multiple outs and multiple teams that can go there. So one of the things that I like to do is just follow some some of the top teams and some of their beat writers. One of the big ones, um, Lance Zerline, he's actually a national media guy, but he has been very plugged in with the Texans um, and he is like the go-to guy there. Last year, he was the first one on Derek Stingley to the Texans. He had him at like in his first mock, he had him at like 13th to the Texans. And then he kind of realized that the NFL liked him a little more and they moved him down. He had him at fifth overall. And then he eventually, he had him actually trading up the fifth overall. And then he actually had him third overall in his final one. He was the first one on that one. And he actually nailed Kenyon Green to the Texans. I know they traded back a couple spots and took him, but he got them both right. And he's somebody that's super plugged into the Texans. So following what he is saying and trying to get a really good idea of someone like that who's plugged in there, like Daniel Jeremiah. He's a great national um, reporter, does really well. He's extremely accurate in his top 50 rankings. So understanding, okay, these are the players that are likely gonna be close to the top 50 picks, but he's also really plugged in with uh, like the Jets, for example. So like following closely what he said to the Jets, he had, a, he had um, Sauce Gardner, he had Garrett Wilson, and he was kind of in on those guys as well. So understanding some of these guys that are doing it. Another one, another like low-key guy I like is uh, Ben Devine for um, the Bears. He's been really kind of plugged in this draft cycle. He's, he's a little smaller, uh, a little underfollowed right now. I think that he's somebody that has gotten really good information. He actually mentioned the Panthers, I think it was like, like January, he mentioned like almost the exact trade package. It was like a second round pick this year instead of a 2025 one. And he was kind of on that for the most part. So it was really good for him. He's somebody I really like. Um, 
and just following insiders about just players moving up and down because sometimes like it's it's the the NFL teams will have information, but sometimes it doesn't leak out right away. And sometimes it trickles out into the media. Like right now, for example, um, it seems like CJ Stroud is somebody that potentially is falling down. Maybe he didn't interview as well, or maybe he has some issues with like the S2 test and those kind of came out and everyone's no, everyone's kind of talking about how Bryce Young and Levis and Anthony Richardson had great scores and Stroud may have fallen because he didn't necessarily test well in that. So listening to that, understanding that now that we kind of know this, okay, how does that affect, you know, Will Levis and how does it affect Anthony Richardson and, and the rest of these other quarterbacks and the teams that might now be able to be in the conversation for C.J. Stroud, that's how we should be approaching it with stuff like that. Um I think that's really important, like following following guys like Schefter, Rappaport, Daniel Jeremiah, Dane Brugler, um, all great guys for that. Um, and then just following mock drafts as well and kind of just almost like an aggregation aspect of things. Like you want to be looking at multiple mock drafts from all these guys. Who are the guys that are consistently being drafted round one and who can we feel good about it? Who are guys that, you know, maybe early on in the process weren't as highly sought after, but now they're starting to like quote unquote, rise up boards. Who are those guys? Is it an Emmanuel Forbes? Is it a Deontay Banks? Is it an Anton Harrison? Are these the guys that, you know, are consistently being mocked in, in the first round from all of these top media guys? Those are things to kind of pay attention to. And it kind of gives you an idea that the NFL teams might like them a little more because early on in the process, it's really important to understand that a lot of information from these mock drafts early on, I would say like, January, February, and then early March, a lot of it is more opinionated from the aspect of the media members and how they view these players. And as we get further on in this process, it starts to diverge away from opinion of the personal media members and more about what they're hearing. And that's why at the late in the process, you'll hear about guys rising up. NFL teams, there's no such thing as a player rising up boards. NFL teams already had them that high. It just sometimes takes the media sometimes to kind of catch up. So kind of really pay attention to some of that stuff. Mock drafts in general, I would say... Josh Norris is amazing in terms of accuracy. Evan Silva. Um, a lot of the fantasy guys in the industry do well. Peter Schrager is an amazing one. Daniel Jeremiah is great to look for. Lance Zerline as well. Just kind of looking there, looking at different scenarios. Who are guys in the top 10 that, you know, these guys have in common that a lot of other mock drafts don't? And, and what does that mean? Is it a guy like Nolan Smith? And why is Nolan Smith like consistently going close to the top 10 in these mock drafts, but everywhere else he's going like mid to late teens. Like that's something that we should probably keep an eye on and stuff like that. So I think that's really important to kind of focus on stuff um, as we get closer to um, the actual draft. And really one thing too is like, we're getting information now, but usually the day of or the day prior to the draft, those are like the, the mock drafts that they get, they get sent out for accuracy testing. Uh, Huddle Report sends out, um, a contest every year for the most awkward map draft. So sometimes like you're not getting necessarily the best information right now, but day of day before, like they're putting out their best work because that's the closest to the draft. They're getting the most information possible. And those are the ones that you can really take some real nuggets for right now. It's just more about finding unique names that aren't necessarily mentioned that could potentially be higher just to keep in the back of your mind for later on when like either lines or something gets removed. Um, also, one thing that's that's extremely important for that is understanding team needs is is so important, and understanding how like how their scheme works, and also potential connections as well. Like it, it 
did this player or this GM um, have connections to like an Alabama coach or did that like that stuff matters because sometimes these coaches and GMs in these relationships, they can get some extra inside intel on who these players are. And if they get really good intel of like, yo, this guy shows up every single day on time and he has great character and his teammates love him and he's a leader like they like uh, most teams will get that information but sometimes you can get some extra things and those connections matter and they're going to trust the people they have relationships with in the business so kind of keeping an eye on some of those things um does matter as well um seems like team team needs are it's extremely obvious teams always say that they don't draft for team needs but it, it really is it, it's really kind of bs because you kind of have two or three team needs that you want and how teams stack their board is they'll they'll tend to have tiers of players right and they're always going to put the needs that they have in those tiers higher up there so you tend to see that happens um a lot and you can kind of get an idea of one or two or three positions that a team needs and finding out the scenarios and then focusing in on who the players or just betting on what position they're going to be drafting, I think is a good one. Um, markets are moving so quickly with these things. Like once, once something comes out or an Adam Schefter report or, for example, Chris Mortensen comes out and he goes, well, Bryce Young's going to be the pick the early April. Like the markets move. C.D. Stroud was a heavy favorite. He was roughly like minus 350 to be the first overall pick. By the end of the day, they're basically like even and now it's like coming out more and more and more that it's been Bryce Young and Bryce Young and Bryce Young. And now Bryce Young is like minus 1,200 to be the first overall pick. So things moved. It's all information. And basically one of the, the approaches that I have and I think is really helpful is to like know that things are going to change and know that markets are constantly shifting. I look at last year, Trayvon Walker was three to one. Like Bryce Young was like three to one at one point to go first overall. So like almost taking long shots early on. And then, like, as the draft gets closer, that's when you kind of get your your better information um, for that. So I think that's a really good thing. Positional value as well is also extremely important. Like, teams, for the most part, have gotten smarter over the past couple of years. Like, we've seen running backs really kind of get devalued a little bit. Guards technically not don't really go as high. Quarterbacks, there's always a premium on them. I know we didn't see it last year, but that was just a weak quarterback class. So understanding how that works and why teams are so pressed to get a quarterback or get an off, offensive tackle or get a quarterback or an edge rusher. Those are the real premium positions that we kind of focus on and like know in the back of our mind when putting these mocks together or when betting that like even if they aren't mocked necessarily extremely high these certain positions, they're naturally going to get moved up because of that and they're going to be tiebreakers within the tiers and that's really going to help really divulge on that. So when you're looking at over-unders for those specific premium positions, you know, maybe tend to lean under, especially if there are multiple teams in that position that could use a position that that player goes for. Um, and there's so many different markets. That's the best thing about drafts is you can bet on so many different markets. You can bet first overall pick. You can bet second overall. You can bet all the way up to the 10th overall pick. You can bet who's going to go top 10, top five. You can bet over-unders of players. You can bet who's going to be the first offensive lineman, who's going to be second offensive lineman. You can bet where's Jalen Carter going to get drafted? Where's uh, Hendon Hooker going to get drafted? Where's Michael Mayer going to get drafted? Uh, you can bet every single team for the most part, what position there is, is it going to be their first pick? Um, you can bet how many quarterbacks are going to be um, drafted in the first round. So really, it's just kind of cultivating all this information and using it to your advantage, right? And, and it, all of it, the, the biggest tip I can give right now is just like to stay locked in and plugged in and then know how the market's moving. Listen to the sources, go on Twitter, 
Look at who Lance Zerline is talking to, what he's saying. Listen to podcasts, listen to shows, and understand, get an idea of what's going on. And this is really going to help you out. If you know that, let's say, for example, you know for a fact that four quarterbacks are going to go in the top 20, and then there's like five guys that could potentially get drafted in the first round, and the line's like five and a half or four and a half. It's like, well, we only need one of those guys to hit in order for it to be over that number. So you can kind of just use probabilities to your advantage in that sense. And it really helps out. So I think I think it's a really key thing. It makes it so fun. And the best part is, it's like, it's NFL draft and it's such a unique market versus anything else that you're going to be betting. Like if you're betting on a game or you're betting on a spread, right, you could have the perfect pick. You could have the perfect pick, but a player, a quarterback gets hurt or um, a bad call by a ref or a player's like running down and has a big play and fumbles the ball at the end of the game. Like, like it, there's so many things that you could do right process-wise that you could lose on. In the draft, it's a lot different because you can really hone in on like, okay, the Bears need um, probably offensive and defensive linemen. Who are the players in that range that they – that our offensive linemen and defensive linemen, who have they been linked to in terms of liking? And also, like, what are they looking for? They, uh, the Bears had a behind-the-scenes draft guide, and it showed that oh, they're looking for length in offensive linemen, looking for athleticism. So it's like, who are the offensive linemen who, who kind of check those boxes? Well, Peter Skronsky is not necessarily a lengthy guy. He's probably going to push on inside the guard. So like Paris Johnson, like Darnell Wright, those are guys that, you know, could be there for or for them and like guys that they would like on their board. Like each team has their own different things that they're looking for. So you can look at tendencies from GMs and coaches and kind of get an idea of the type of players that they would like. And then you can kind of get a little bucket of, okay, like I can kind of, rule this guy out or rule this guy out and he's probably going to slide because they don't need this and they don't necessarily like these type of players. They don't fit the prototype or the thresholds they're looking for. And then you can kind of get an idea of like three, four guys they might like. And then, okay, that really narrows the list down. And then you'd either bet on them to do it or bet that certain position based on the guys available, bet over-unders based on that. And it's really just about kind of playing through a bunch of different scenarios in your head. And it's it, it's fun. Draft season is the absolute best. It is so fun. Um, and good luck to everybody out there playing.